Welcome to the Backwards Infect at Twitter and Gmail under that same name. I have just one question for you. How soon is now? Hello, hello. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whatever time it may be, wherever you may be listening. Always about the question here. How's it going, Kane? Good, man. Real good. Good to be here. Wanted to start out with what I tweeted about, and it's pretty profound to me, just a definition um, belief versus spirituality. And just for the record, I reluctantly use even the words belief and spirituality, just for lack of a better word. We all know and can attest to the rampant misuse of words. So it's more about, you know, what comes through and not the attachment to the word, if that makes sense. But belief I actually got this from someone who posted on Twitter and I thought it was profound and it made perfect sense. And I put my twist on it. I retweeted his and then about a month later, I put my twist on it. Um, That's kind of how when you hear something, the truth, how it goes. But belief based on the experience of others versus spirituality which is based on your own experiences. And I can relate this to a lot of things in my life, but, you know, on this program or episode, I don't think Kane or I will ever say, believe in this, believe in Jesus, believe in Buddha, believe in, you know, this or that, um, nor believe in, in us in, in any way. But, you will hear us say, if you want to keep listening, experience it, you know, because that's what we're doing. We're, we're, we're seeing and sharing our experiences. We listen to and seek out the experiences of people that maybe even a further along that, that we can see, Oh, I, you know, I want to experience that as well. So it's very experiential. Uh, it's impactful to me because the, evolving who am I of the confusing place that we live in and you know the phenomenon about everyone thinking they're right is pretty much that simple to me if anyone's trying to get me to believe in something then it's automatic you know not necessarily tune out it's just you know completely understand the places they're coming from um which is a very stark dis, uh, difference than anyone that is on what they would call a spiritual path, no matter f- from infancy all the way to, you know, having astral projection experiences. There's a path there that the experiences keep on and on and on, and it's never ending. They're like the who am I seed. So that's kind of how I want to start it off. Uh, that meant a lot to me. It hit hard. Uh, I think that's like the basis of what we do is um, definitely don't tell people what to do, but if they want to see how far the rabbit hole goes, we just tell them that, you know, there's experiences to be had 
And then from those experiences, you know, it, it, it gives you this strong sense of pressing on, you know, and call that faith or, or whatever, but I, I, I wouldn't even call it a belief at that point. Yeah, it, that's kind of one of the things that was um, interesting about that book uh, that we started today, like the, the understanding of energy frequency and vibration, and then like those vibrational states and how you subtly like are adjusting and moving upward or downward. So, I mean, even the idea that like your beliefs can be shared like the universe law is like more along the lines of you can only harmonize with things that you're vibrating with in relative same frequency. And that's a, like, I'm not a music expert by any means, but that's an interesting way to think about it. When you think about harmonizing, I'm pretty sure like that's the concept of like one wave of frequency sound matching another wave of frequency sound and then the way they relate together they actually amplify the sound in beauty and in magnitude and so you can see it like like even like on a fish tank or whatever if you shake the fish tank up and make waves every once in a while or if you ever been to the coast like every once in a while there's a wave coming from behind with a different speed but it catches up to the wave in front of it. And what you get is like a bigger wave with more energy. And that's where I think fundamentally they go wrong with the idea that you can just transfer belief. Like they don't take anything into account in terms of what frequency people are on. And that's, you know, from even the teachings of Christ, you know, those with ears are the ones that can hear. But I'm definitely starting to understand that concept a lot better just in terms of a universe law, like maintaining your own frequency to to open to stuff around you and appreciation around you and gratitude around you that now opens you up to receive more of that higher frequency. And maybe you can introduce the book because the book that uh, you, you gave me today was talking all about this. Yeah, so I stumbled upon it. I stumbled upon uh, someone we are following and they recommended The Amazing Power of Deliberate Intent by Abraham Hicks. Both the books are by Abraham Hicks. I started that book and it said, listen to ask and it is given. Listen to that one first, both by Abraham Hicks. Uh, they're on audible. And yeah, for me, like a lot of it's confirmation because talked about the different spiritual laws and universal laws that, you know, the seed work, um, but it just keeps going further as far as how much power you have and how much you use. And I'm talking, you know, minute by minute, hour by hour, day by day, because when I use like, you know, things with 
different things that I want in my life. It, it may start out with, you know, 20 minutes at the beginning of my day, but, you know, manifesting and energy work is kind of along the lines of what we've talked about as far as breath work and really staying in that higher vibration because, um, you know, neither one of us are like getting angry during the day and repelling that. So not what I'm saying, but there's different levels of vibration that I think even the slightest, you know, being off in a daydream, uh, for 30 minutes. I mean, you're there, there's energy going in that direction. So you're taking from something that you might be, um, manifesting by leaking that energy into, something that's not present, but the daydream could be positive. I'm not saying that that's not like you, you could be, you could be manifesting something you want in that daydream. Um, but you know, some of the, I, I'm leaning towards a lot of those are negative because they're always based on like negative emotions. So it's very, well, that's, he he really adjusted the word desire for me, which goes exactly to what you're saying. And it's that desire. So you could say, um, uh, just to use a silly example, like the desire for a new car. And then he uses the example, like if you examine what's happening on the inside when you desire a new car, a lot of times what you're doing is like taking pity and and self-doubt and the fact that you don't have the car so you've got it backwards you're you're actually manifesting in the wrong direction but that's goes to what you were saying like we are all doing that especially if you haven't checked yourself in a while and you're actually not moving towards your desire you're focusing on on the opposite of what you desire which is what most people do like i I would imagine that most people want to be financially secure, but you know, you're, I'm guilty of this too. You see people that are, um, then I, I consider myself to be able to take care of my family and, and not in a bad situation at all, as far as finances. And I'm grateful for that. And every chance I do, I try to throw out that gratitude energy but there is times where you're like, wow, I mean, I could really be financially secure, but knowing that I think that's okay to put out that energy, but just what you just said there, you know, I feel like 99% of people who want, you know, financial wealth to be able to really focus on the things that matter in life to set their family up for success. It's always, I don't have this. So that's a thought. Yeah, it's a thought like I don't have this. So that has to be like eliminated in your manifesting. Like you can't you can't say I don't have this and project that out. It has to be like 100 percent like in expectation, which is like a face seed, like a projection seed that goes out with 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 faith. And a lot of the things that I've, I've done over the years on a smaller scale, but I think that, you know, you can work it to whatever level you want to work it. Like that's the thing that for me, getting back seeds constantly and 
constantly evolving on this path because this book, I'm about halfway through it. It's just a lot of it's confirmation, but a lot of it's like, yeah, it's, it's a universe law. Like it never stops. Like you're not, it's not lenient to one person. It's not, there's no favoritism. There is no, there's not all the favoritism is created by ignorant people. Like we've created the mess here on this planet. Like people have created that. It wasn't to do with any kind of like um, universe law that damned anyone. It's just people manifested what they manifested. And, and this is the way it's turned out. Yeah, the way he says it, um, and I, I think it's a brilliant way to look at it, is the physical form. So the the people on Earth, you're at the absolute edge of universal divine manifestation. We're like out on the outer rim, like the furthest point, and everything that is there is well-being everything is just well-being the only reason it's not well-being is it's being restricted by you and i think that i think that helps and i know like this word desire has always been like um something i've been a little bit stuck on and this book is opening my eyes to where I think I can just be more playful with it and, and not as serious um, desire when you go like more in the Buddha traditions, like they want you to take the middle way and, and to not express any of the desire. But then when you really look at it, it's like every moment of every day is an expression of desire. And even in the Buddhist path, like you're, in the end desiring spiritual progression so it's paradoxical like there's no way out of it like your relationship with desire and you're just this pure form of manifest in the universe you're the physical form of the divine walking around choosing out of like all the experience that unfolds in front of you some of it makes you feel good. Some of it makes you feel bad. Of course, you would rather move in the direction of the stuff that makes you feel good. That's the vibration back towards source. And for me, just to drop that intellectual thing I had with desire and just accept it as a playful thing that's happening all the time, I think is going to be pretty helpful in terms of maintaining maintaining a higher vibration have you asked who who your spiritual guide is yet <laughs> no but yeah that's an interesting one um when they started talking about i think it was a lady in the beginning as far as typing goes i mean that was that was what i did in the beginning was um writing and um but I, I think there's something further to be discovered there. But I, I, I remember, you know, I was like, well, how, how can I articulate, articu articulate this? How can I, how can I say articulate. it? Articulate. Thank you. <laughs> I love on that. Articulate. How can I articulate this to 
whoever the best the best option i had 20 years ago was to just like type like write and i discovered if i asked a question that i could just start answering that question and i was like well seems to have some bit of flow here like i asked the question and i I just started writing and then all of a sudden I just write another sentence and another sentence and another sentence. And it's not like it was fiction. I mean, I'm not really telling a story, but it was, um, seemed to have some type of flow. And I was like, wow, there's a lot of, there's a flow here. I don't know what this is, but that that's where my relationship began of, uh, where something could be inspired from, you would say, you know, a spiritual guide or, some type of uh, force on the other side that they talked about that uh, is able to communicate um, without words. It's, it's we we kind of stupefy ourselves when we try to put spirituality into words, and you do the best you can. But yeah, you don't really need words if you wake up in the astral, like it's. It, that's all it's, it's experiential. So you don't need to like, and, and even if you had like this greatest experience to be like, Oh, this is, it's, it's, it's that believable thing too. It's like gets to a point where it's not believable. And I, I understand that as well. And then it's, it just comes to the point of like, that's the whole point. Like, the whole reason why we're doing this this show and keep on talking about it is in hopes that other people would want to hear this and want to experience. Well, yeah, that flow is is pretty cool when you if you break it down. So you're feeling the vibration which at least like initiates like i'm going to actually take the action and sit down with pen and paper and then you understand i can start with a question and now you sit and you're in a certain vibration of at least enthusiasm because you're actually getting sitting down and going to go through the process so that vibration when you're just quiet with it actually answers the question which now you can write down which now in turn has a feeling associated with it because it's answering the question you just asked which raises your vibration so you can just you see how it stacks up on itself yeah and that's the flow is, is the exact word for it and so it's it's it is a state of consciousness that's bigger than Luke or bigger than anybody else that wants to sit down and write in that frame of mind. Yeah, it's always been about the question too, like ask and it will be given is on the what we opened up the program with like believing that's it's hard to believe like that's it's hard to believe without experience so yeah whenever i heard that as a little kid asking you shall receive uh i i i thought it was like fairy tale land but i also thought it was like you know well you gotta do everything correctly that we can um 
you know, maybe you'll be granted your ask or, you know, it's all, all based on how great of a believer are you? I'm the best. Right. Believer. I'm a mediocre believer, right? I don't have much faith at all. I don't. So discovering spirituality on that level was like, whoa. And then I was like, okay, so asking a question is great, but then there's some immediate answers to, to play around with um, and have fun with on pen to paper. And then there's like those really big questions that you just ask and you just throw out and know that they're thrown out. And like the vibration that comes back from that is like a, a longer evolving seed. I mean, we, we talked about it before, but it's exactly like trees. It's exactly how nature works. Like things grow. You can put some plants in, in the ground and they grow up like super fast. But if you put a Jap Japanese maple in the ground, it takes it like 25 years to get to full um, maturity. It's the same way. You, we know some things you can get that flow immediately too. And, you know, some things like who am I? Like, who am I? That's it's like the ultimate seed in the infinite question because that that will probably be always with you. Always. I mean, I think God is asking that question. Right. Well, obviously he is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the, with the belief thing, because... Uh, They'll tell you that, you know, you didn't manifest because, you know, you didn't believe hard enough. You, you didn't believe strong enough. And I mean, that goes back to the desire being very, very mindful about your desire and how you're manifesting that desire. Um, but when you really start to look at it vibrationally, the way they are in that book, it's when you sent me that title, of that book, my first thought was, I already know all this. It was hard too. I, I was like asking you, yeah, I got that. Like I got that already. And then, but because you seem like um, it hit you hard and you actually, your timing was impeccable. It was ridiculous. It's like the podcast I was listening to just ended and then you sent me it and it was like no reason but to just start it. I mean, the timing was really on point. So I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll check this out. But as soon as it started, I realized like, oh, okay. But it's it's a good, healthy reminder with a lot of these subjects that we go over and over and over. But each time, like your state and your vibration is a little bit different. And so your ability to take in some of these um, advanced spiritual concepts are a little bit better than they were last time. And I'm I'm really picking up a lot from this book that um, I'm grateful for. You know, another word in it that's used a lot that I haven't heard in much mechanical spirituality that's blowing me away how often they use it. Relief. You remember me telling okay. the wake up like that's one of my main words. Like, I don't know how to describe it, but it's relief. Yeah. And they go through relief quite a bit. How far did you get? I have two hours left. So you're maybe a little bit farther than me. Yeah. 
but that's what they're saying. So there's they're saying like they basically like the cessation of the anger vibration creates relief. Or the cessation of other vibrations creates relief. And so that relief is, and I love how they use the term, um, they, they want the emotions to be your signal to your vibrational state. So the emotions aren't causing your vibrational state. The emotions are like the gauge that lets you know what's going on with your vibrational state. So anytime you're feeling relief, that means you just shifted up in a vibrational state. And you know that's the case because of that relief feeling. But I haven't heard anybody um, in a book or something talk about relief the way that they were. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I found it in a strange way. And... uh the person that recommended recommended it alongside the power of now. And I thought, well, if it's one book and one book, I mean, it's two pretty good recommendations. And I understand. Yeah. What you're talking about as far as going over it, but things like, like the power of now I'll probably read again in my life. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Two or three times. I don't know. It's just, it, it is. It's like you, something will hit you differently the next time you read it and it may only happen two or three times in the book, but they're like two or three gems is like, did I get that last time? Maybe I did, but I needed to get that again. Um, this one, like you said, there's different words and they hit differently. So when you, it's, it's, it's making you progress further. And um, I, I think there's something blaring right in our face as far as what we can do together and things we haven't tried yet. And, <clears throat> what we'll try moving forward but it's smacking me in the face as far as um again from from all the videos and books that we've read it's like it's not really a good thing to be leaking energy especially if you're actively um putting out seeds so that there, it just gives you motivation and clarity of why you should keep yourself shaped up all the time all the time and, and your reactions and, and, and everything that go on throughout the day, there's, there's not too much in life that really on the spiritual path should cause a reaction to get you off your center. Um, yeah, I understand there's life tragedies that, that, that happen, but your ordinary day should be super smooth. It should be like super smooth. Yeah. And I, the more I can listen to, the more different points of view that continue to drive that point home. Because it is confirmation for us at this point. It is another person saying the same thing a different way. It's, it, it is. And, but, you know, sometimes we may feel like, well, this person's a little bit deeper than the last person. And I feel that way um, about this book. Um, but it just continues to drive that same underlying factor 
you have to protect your energy. You, you have to stay present and you have to keep pressing forward on the path and reactions start to become like things that you see them coming 30 seconds ahead. They don't stand a chance anymore. And the days just get really, really smooth. Yeah. With, with the vibrational state, um, I've had now three different experiences since uh, last year. And one was recent. And it actually had a lot to do with you where I'll tell like a real quick version. There's not really a lot to it. There was. um, There was basically just a regular scene going on in a room and there was a woman outside the window and the woman engaged me and basically said i have something to show you but i bet you're not ready or she something along those lines and then i kind of looked up at her and she says you're probably busy you probably don't want she's almost like trying to talk me out of it and she's like i can show you when you're ready but you're probably not ready right now and I just looked at her and I caught her eyes and she did something to me, but I immediately was reminded of you last week. You're on the podcast and you're explaining to KK like how you have to look me in the eyes, you have to look me in the face. And then that even goes deeper for me because I can remember you saying that earlier to me. She used that. She didn't say it. She like put the like the impressions coming back from the subconscious or the astral. And so I doubled down and I just told her like I'm ready right now. And I just locked eyes with her and as soon as I did there's stuff happening that I can't put into words. I can't describe. It's just like whatever that emotional range is. I mean, we're talking just far beyond that in intensity. Like stuff that stuff that I it's like everything I've ever felt ever like all at once with like falling and spinning at the same time. I mean, it's just off the rails but now that's the third time and it i'm just curious now about these like really really intense emotional states that open up at times and just wanted to ask you about them i think it's very very similar to what you're experiencing with the vibrations going in because something about them is so jarring. Yeah, I, (laughs) yeah, that's intense. I, I don't know why, but as you were talking, I have an image of my 
your very first story that you told in that first two weeks of the astral and the experiences that you were having that were basically effortless. And I don't know why I was kept getting that mental image, but when you told that story, I create mental images to watch that story. And I just saw the crystallization start at your feet and work its way up. And, and I, I, to me, I can't believe because you look at the Gnostic lessons and everything that we're doing and, you know, a lot of ways I'm working backwards as well. And for sure we know you're working backwards, but man, like you could have like incarnated the Christ consciousness, like right then and there and like that that would have been it like <laughs> that would have been and then so now to go but i i understand the journey too like i i get it like it's not like any less joyous than than what would have happened if that would have happened i i don't know like i i don't know but to get to the point we are now with the dream work and working backwards it's it's crazy to me because on one hand you were incarnating the highest solar body in the universe rapidly and now on the other hand we're working to go back up that up that hill to that journey and and i guess by design uh, i mean because i you'd have to you'd have to i wouldn't understand like if you you weren't like ready it wouldn't have made sense because you were like completely obliterated in that first awakening so that would have made perfect sense too and i i don't know the answer to that but getting back to what you were saying yeah the dreams have been i don't know why i was seeing that in my mind's eye but had to share it the dreams have been really really manifesting for me and when you say that, um, as far as the vibrational state, like it was so jarring. I didn't share it. I, I told you I forgot last episode. My main focus when I go to sleep and where I had success probably about a month ago is trying to separate the consciousness from th the physical body understanding that there's a separation that happens like the physical body falls asleep. So I do it by keeping like a very small attention in my mind's eye. Even if my mind's eye is not active, it's on the back of my eyelids and you know, like Osho talks about down the barrel of your nose. Like I keep it acute. I keep it concentrated and I try to keep that awareness as long as possible. And I think it was like a week, a week ago, I understand like what we've talking about as far as vibrational energy, but this vibration was like when people talk about it in, in, in the forums and in the different groups, I think I totally understand now what they're talking about. How do you get past the vibrational stage? Because there's two different ways of doing it. Like one, you falling asleep, you somehow your consciousness jumps 
into the astral body. So you never experience vibration. So it's just bam, fall asleep, bam, consciousness jumps into this body that is suddenly has no limits and the speed of thought is at your wish. It's unbelievable. Or stay through the whole process. And that's where I'm at. I'm like, so I think that's even a higher experience because if you stay through it, the whole process of leaving the body and then being able to look back. And I think that puts more bearings on where I'm at. Cause I want to discover and, and, you know, research in my immediate area. And sometimes I wake up, I'm like, you know, I feel like I got to do something, but I'm in, I don't necessarily have my bearings, but you're not like, like thinking like go back to your physical house. It's just not part of it. So I'm trying to start from, from point A. And then when I did this, I never, I got to this vibrational state, but you could tell I was in and out. I, I was falling asleep, but I kept my consciousness as long as I could. Like I'm talking about it's, it's a fight. It's an effortless fight, but you're just like, it's your, your will to stay conscious and just let the body start falling. And in their mind's eye, you can actually get the sensation of falling. Apparently I did it long enough. And it felt like, like, like an earthquake in my body, like literally plates shifting. And, and then I felt like I was falling and then it, it awoke me and I opened and I was reaching out my hands. I was like, Oh my God, I was calling to my wife on the other side of the bed. I thought I was falling. I was scared to death. That's how intense those vibrations were. And I thought to myself, dude, you're the biggest sissy in the world. Like if you're not going to be able to get past these vibrations, <laughs> but it startled me. Like it, it startled me because I've never experienced those vibrations. Now the second time, yes, I will be more prepared for them. Um, definitely more prepared, but it, it, it's, it's something that does take practice. Like you just don't go into the vibrational state and think that's normal. I know. I yeah. I wonder away from the emotional question that you had, but. Yeah, I, I'm curious if like the vib- vibrational state could just be in the dream state as well, because that I would have said it felt like death. It felt like dissolving. It felt, which made me, which sounded odd to me, especially like with the crows were like a couple nights earlier, like the, the bringers of death. But like, do you think the vibrational state can be achieved in the dream state? Yeah, that's a good question. Yes, I think it ha Well, I mean, it's hard to say because uh, you saying that my original hunch is that and we've talked about this before. When you're seeing yourself dreaming, like you're already past the vibrational state. So, you know, you're having an astral experience. You're just not completely conscious. It doesn't mean the body is back in the body. I mean, the consciousness is back in the body. 
So to experience the vibrational state in the dream, it would have to mean that your consciousness is still in your body. And I mean, I have a hunch that it's not. But I do think there's going to be some disruption if you're unconscious and you become awake, like Neo taking the bullet in the astral. Something profound happens there, um, whether it's a vibration or whatever. I mean, yeah, it could be a different level of vibration. It could be, you know, astral body to solar body. I mean, there's different frequencies and vibrations that happen at every level. So I would have to say yes, but just different. Yeah. It's, it's so hard to describe. I mean, it's just so far beyond, uh, words. It's, it's just like range of experience. Like you have like this acceptable range of experience and then like you're pushed far beyond that. And the only thing I can think of that comes close to describing it is um, like, I know you've had kidney stones and I've had kidney stones and like before you have kidney stones, like you think, you know, like how, like the possibility of like how bad you have to urinate, like that feeling of like, I've got to go. Like you think you understand that feeling and then like you go through kidney stones, you're like, oh my gosh, like I only understood like one tenth of that feeling. Like it go the range of that feeling goes well beyond what I ever experienced or even knew was possible. And that's what this feels like. I know it's emotion. I know it's emotion, but it, it, it's just, it's such a flood of it that it, and it goes so far beyond like I don't ever want to sound like, you know, um, flaunting abilities or anything like that, but I know for sure (laughs) I was able to block out most of my emotion for most of my life. And I just remained in that state. Like I can even see a trigger at times, even still like my defense against my own emotions is very, very fast is very on point. But then when like you transfer that over to like spirituality or dreams, and then you, you get over that event horizon for emotion. So it's like a flood of it. Like I don't have anything built up in terms of construct to understand my own emotions. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. So it just floods in because I don't have anything to classify it. I, I, I don't label them as this or that or what, like there's just so new. So I just look at it and then it just pours in. And then it literally just, it feels like it's shaking me apart. So, yeah, going back to that woman in the dream, I think it's an impactful story. So you looked in her eyes and you had feeling in the dream or after you woke up? Both. In the dream, what kind of feeling did you have? 
that's what I mean. It's just the, the only way to describe it is just pure intensity. It's like, it's like every feeling I've ever felt multiplied and added with it, like falling and spinning. I mean, it's completely disorienting. It's compl- I mean, it's just bonkers. It's off the wall. It doesn't make any, there's no rational word to describe it. So from your vantage point, when you're looking in someone's eye, I'm trying to put myself back where I'm looking at that woman in the glass tube. Yeah, I guess I did have the vantage point of it was from me, but I didn't realize I wasn't awake until after I woke up physically. I think those are astral experiences. You're just not fully conscious. Like, I feel like she was knocking on your door and you were so close to become completely conscious there. And, you know, whether it be on a scale of, I don't know, percentages, 80%, 90%, I just have the feeling that, like, that was a moment. Those are moments in your dreams where that's some type of spiritual guide that can get you. Yes. It's going to be intense because I think if you wake up in a dream, like I I do think there's going to be some type of intense vibrational wake up and avoiding your physical eyes, not waking up. It's I can't necessarily tell you what to do in that moment because I don't particularly know, but I feel like that's what it is. Like you're on the cusp of waking up in a dream and um, that person or spiritual guide is there to get you there. And yeah, there it, was, there'd be intense. There was something with the original back and forth. Like we had conversation and she like warned me twice. And I just looked at her and said, let's do it now. And when you, if you go back to the other two experiences, and they're all very, very similar in terms of like that feeling, but with the drone, like as soon as like it reached intensity, that that's what popped me out. And then with the Phoenix, as soon as it reached intensity, that's what popped me out. This one, I said no, and she didn't stop. So I'm like, I can't take anymore. And then she pushed it more. And then I woke up in my bed, but in, in just a complete state of awe. And like her ability to push me past. And I mean, it wasn't, it's like so exponential, you know, it's so. Like it's, it's here, then it's, and it's, it's so, it rises on you so fast. It builds so fast. Um, it, it, it definitely stayed with me. I mean, I, I can feel it right now when I talk about it, it, I can understand that feeling and almost put myself back. That increases my heart rate. Like right now, um, it's it's a super intense feeling. But that morning, I was, I, it stayed with me for hours. Yeah, and I, I just get the feeling that you know that you, 
we both have to get used to that intensity and we both are identifying with the physical body still way yeah. too much. Yeah. <clears throat> I see it all as definitely progression. Um, but you know, maybe you have to experience it in stages. Maybe next time, you know, you can yeah. go halfway there and not retreat back to the body. But there's definitely with me when the vibration kicked in physically, I opened my eyes and I was still vibrating and I was, I was retreating to get back to no vibration. I was retreating. Yeah. Like in hindsight, I look back, I'm like, no, I don't want to be retreating. It just happened. Right. There's too much identification to me. Right. Yeah. It makes me wonder if there's something to um, the cold exposure. Because I, I can't think of anything else that like would help you practice like just pure intensity. But that cold exposure is a is definitely like a super intense event that you're putting the body through. Like you think practice like on, I mean, obviously Wim Hof does that for a reason. Um, yeah, I mean it's a good point. I just think that that's more identification with like physical. Yeah. Instead of, but it puts you past like that place where you're. I mean, it puts you past intensity that you can stand. Yeah, pushes the envelope. So that's that's an impression. Yeah, really. That's what you're saying. You're just impression on the subconscious that you're a badass and you can take the cold water. Yeah, badass. (laughs) That's an impression. Yeah, that is. Yeah. Any more yeah, things to, I, lately that stand out? Um, no. Um, it was a huge volleyball weekend, which normally kind of knocks me off my axis a little bit. Um, no different experiences in hotels? No, no. No, but... Um, my level of exhaustion for those weekends are, is, is just off the charts. Um, and just, I mean, it's a convention center full of, you know, volleyball girls. I mean, it's just jammed full of emotion in that place. It's, it's a great place to be present and be a part of, but it definitely, um, you know, when you're, when you're coaching, it's so hard to have any uh, long-lasting awareness of your own reactions, uh, uh, and right, the tournament just lasts so long. I mean, I do pretty good like the first day, but it just it it eventually wears me down, and you can't do much but other than just react to what's going on around you. So I have a. Uh... 
I know you're kicked it up, right? When you started saying three dreams, all of a sudden I started having three different dreams. Like I was recalling, yeah. like I got three different paragraphs here. What is this? <laughs> like, yeah. Um, so the impressions, but just to check in with what we talked about on the last podcast, the impressions are working. They're extremely powerful. Um, on this set of dreams I'm about to talk about, I was noticeably not disgusted with myself as far as like out of my energy. Like, you know, you talked about, you're like, for the most part, dang, I thought that was like spiritual cane. Like this this was spiritual Luke because one of those dreams was I walked into a restaurant and I was by myself and, you know, right there at the front where you're waiting to be seated it was it was somewhat full but people kept walking by and i was like man nobody sees me and i just kept waiting and kept waiting didn't frustrate me or i didn't get angry and then be like oh look there's there's anger none of that i just waited and waited and waited and i was like wow nobody sees me and then uh eventually i just walked out i was like okay I'm not eating here because apparently I'm invisible. Um, but when that happens, I do, I, you know, there's, there's a lot to be said when that happens in the dream world or in the astral, like, you know, a hundred percent what's going on. If it seems like people don't listen to you, it's just because it's like they're asleep in the physical world as in the physical. Yeah. As in the 5d it's, it's crazy similarities it's crazy right um i even noted that to myself i was calm none of this angered me um and then i had here's more on impressions where patty was i don't even know where this was at but it's kind of like a side street and she was jumping in the road like almost like doing jumping jacks or whatever it didn't even seem to be bizarre or anything she was just jumping and i seemed to be observing it um and then all of a sudden like trucks of people showed up with tarps and mats and inflatables so we were just gonna be sliding and jumping and flipping (laughs) and that's that's right along the lines of uh the impressions i don't ever remember myself jumping in that dream it went into the night on, on that dream and I remember it was like we stayed up late, but it was kind of like a camping atmosphere, but we're like in the middle of a road. That's some kind of profound wake up story between us and another couple. And I, for the life of me, tried to download it because I think it was really impactful. Um, And I know it was impactful. Uh, just by the feeling I got, like, you ever know, like, you know, wow, we had a conversation with this couple for three hours and I can't remember it, but I know it was like a spiritual conversation. I was like, damn, I cannot remember that. So anyway, um, I do remember seeing thousands of birds in the distance in this surreal way. They were just really, really beautiful. Uh, which you had been talking about birds in your dream. 
all of it's super close. I noted to being an astral experiment experience because it was so real. Like trying to, you know, when you try to go back into the dream, what I mean by this is when you try to go back in a dream, it's almost like you fall asleep and you know, you're giving yourself permission to go unconscious again. When I was trying to go back on this, it was like going back into this real place. I was like, damn, this shit's real. This ain't unconscious. I don't know if it's ever happened to you, but it was like, what is going on? Like, this is too real. It was weird. Um, there was a pretty cool story here along the lines of what could have been like this woman in the glass for you, like a spiritual guide. Somehow we were in a hotel and the family and the kids were in the room and I went to get a drink and I remember specifically it was a Coke machine, but not a Coke machine. Like it was some generic drink machine. And all I could think of is like, man, is there a real Coca-Cola in here? Like a real Coca-Cola. Like I was looking for a, 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 a real one. Now I don't even drink Coca-Cola, but on there, like I couldn't read any of the letters and I was like, I don't want to press the wrong thing but I want to make sure like I get the right item. And I was staring in that glass, like not being able to read what I wanted to select. It was like in Chinese or something. I'm like, I really want to get the right, correct item. So I'm staring at the glass and I'm standing there so long. And like people walk up, they're like behind me. It seemed to be like in this little coffee break area. And this woman was there and I, she had a couple of kids with her and it's a very weird interaction because I don't really remember talking to her. Like she wasn't mad or impatient about the Coke machine. And there may have been some conversation there. I just can't recall it. But the one thing that stands out is she like went up and bit my cheek, like in a non-aggressive way, like bit it. And that was it. It wasn't sexual. It wasn't aggressive. It wasn't anything like that. It was like, she was literally like trying to use some technique to wake me up. And I don't know what it meant, what it means, but I went back to the room <clears throat> and I remember this being so real too. I was looking at the carpet and it's like that industrial carpet. And uh, the reason why I was think it's so real is because I was like making these, you know, statements in my head. I got like two inches from the carpet. I was like, man, you know, we're in a hotel and how many people have walked on this carpet? And this carpet has been here for like 30 years. And I had assumed that we had been to this hotel room over and over and over. And it was always the same carpet. I was making a statement in my head, like, and getting right down on the floor and looking at it. And I don't know if I was trying to wake myself up or what, but I was like on all floors, like looking at the carpet thinking, this, this is just so old. It's so dirty. People have been walking on this for years and we continue to stay in this hotel. Yeah, that the, it's so weird. Like the, the dual... the the dual progression it's because that's i feel like i was there last week where 
like especially like with all the jumping and then like you're you're having a spiritual conversation and that's what i mean it's like how how do you not get the full and i know it's i know it's coming so it's it's not that i i don't understand that but it's just so weird for me that you could be that slapped in the face like with your own impressions like jumping and inflatables and flipping and stuff it's like come on i mean it's almost mocking you in there and saying because full lucidity would be okay i know i i'm here and now i can manipulate this environment you know however i see fit but it's like how how is it how are those impressions like coming back at you like to that degree, but not having that effect? Yeah. The same thing with like me asking for birds in my dreams and then receiving them and then like it not cluing me in. It's it's just. It was another. Yeah. Go ahead. It's just past the point what I thought it would take. Yeah. But now it seems like this is the same thing for you, too. Yes, because there's another dream that's coming to me now that I was, um, someone I know was introducing me to a bunch of people as some kind of undercover employee that was going to be here, but you couldn't see me. And he introduced me as that. Like this person is like undercover. I thought that was weird. But in that dream, I was jumping because I was jumping in weird ways. Like I had like these two little levels where when I jumped up, I like jumped and did a twist and like landed on my back and then I would jump and do another. It wasn't like just jumping straight up for joy. It was like, you know, you're on a trampoline and you like, jump and lunge and land on your back into the bed or something like it was weird jumps like that and there was a couple different levels but that dream i wish i had more of that dream because that was some whoa that that one you you have those moments you're like i have no idea what this person just said i'm here to do but i feel like on the level of like the astral like that was some kind of weird mission that i have no idea that i was a part of but I wish I was awake and I wish I could download it more. And I think with us, with the identification to the physical body, I, I think we are having more experiences than um, we, we can't give ourselves any credit just because you, you don't have the memory. But I've, I feel like what our impressions are, we probably are having um a lot more experiences than we think we are. We're just <clears throat> getting to the point of being able to, I don't think you can take it all at once. You know, I mean, you said it like you, you can't just, you can't take all that in at one time. It's, it's it'd be a too overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. The- when you say it like that, that brings me back to the book because uh, he used a really uh, good word. Once again, I mean, a word I've heard before 
but for whatever reason i heard it this time and it really kind of sunk in it was just appreciation which i think we use the word gratitude and that's definitely a word and and a way to raise your vibration but appreciation is such a good word because because it's so patient you know like gratitude um it's kind of, um, you know, sudden and effortlessness if it's correct, but appreciation's like a little bit more um, directed and mindful. Like appreciation, like if you know, if there was a sunset or like a painting, and you're gonna say, "Well, I really appreciated it." What you're really saying is, like, I spent some time with it. I spent some time and I stopped and I doubled down on the attention that it was demanding from me. So like for the trees, for an example, you know, when you get that little jolt of like, you know, dang, that tree's trying to, trying to show me something like you stop, you double your attention on that appreciation. There's like a mechanical thing that you're doing there, which what they're saying in the book with practice, you would be raising your vibration, which makes me go back to like these dream experiences. Like, are we just not in a high enough vibrational state to engage with those things? Like as they're hitting us in that time. So you're, your effort would be raising your vibrational state throughout the day. Yeah. And I, I think one of the, one of the things that hit me as you were talking and a couple of days ago, it hit me that a good goal to have, if, if you get back or even as impression is to meditate, even in the dream, if you can impress yeah. that, um, or, you know, get to an astral experience. Like first thing you do is meditate. I, I, I think about that. Like at that time, I'm like, wow, what would have happened if my goal was to sit down and meditate? Like first thing, like what? I don't even know if like, that's that seems like the, the the energy that you could harness would be unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it it just one one of the things I see there is something like I wasn't doing before. Like I got very very uh pulled in with like the whole Buddhist philosophy and so like I had been just trying to manage my attention like in the breath. And so I was avoiding any like ra- any raising of the vibration as much as I was any lowering of the vibration. I was I was in that middle way, which I'm sure that there's all kinds of ways that this is done, I'm sure. But in terms of trying to find your own path of least resistance because we said it all the time and we're not monks we're not in a monastery it's and that book actually does a good 
explanation of it where it's like it's it's just an easier faster way to understand your own vibration and understand your own conscious ability to raise that vibration and then as they're talking it's directly relating to um what i can easily understand through my own experience and then it matches up with these other experiences that are in the direction of mystical that i don't understand which is just vibration or frequency that's off the charts and that's my seed i want to plant for you and i just for fun i mean you're having like all these narrative dreams these complicated narrative dreams look for the lady in the window look for the lady in the window she's there she's watching she's watching from the outside and she's just waiting for you to notice her and she's got a present for you oh.